Joe Biden and the 25th Amendment. This is the Federal Chronicles Radio Show's News of the Week for September 1st, 2021. Following up on our episode, The Fall of Kabul, Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Runderking Fisk, debate the wisdom of calling for Joe Biden's impeachment or being removed from office using the 25th Amendment. What would be the negative consequences of removing Biden and having Vice President Kamala Harris take his place in the Oval Office? Isn't this what we predicted during the first or second time Donald Trump was impeached? Can we look forward to every president of the United States being impeached between now and when the country finally collapses into dystopia? We also give equal airtime to legitimate reasons why we believe Joe Biden should be removed from office, not just for the reasons we have discussed in the previous episode, The Fall of Kabul, which was published on August 23rd, 2021. So when we last left Jay and Eric, they were about to talk about the news of the week, especially talking about what's going on with Afghanistan and specifically Kabul. And before Jay was so rudely interrupted by um, a side quest, as I think you guys like to call it in the D&D world. Yes, yes, it was a side quest. It's a side quest. did it successfully. I'm ready to level up. Okay. So, I was the first one to tell Jay that there was a bombing at the airport in Kabul, Afghanistan, where Americans are trying to leave. The last report I read said that there are close to 100 people who were killed and wounded in this bombing. 11 of those, by the last count, are, have been Marines. That's tough. That's yeah. that's tough. And I'm actually like while I'm talking to you, I'm actually looking for the headlines here. Okay. Um, Biden promises retribution here. So, 13 service members and 90 Afghanistans were killed in the attack, according to the Pentagon and Afghanistan Health okay. Ministry. So, Biden promises retribution. I'm going to counter that with another article that says U.S. officials provided Taliban with the names of Americans and Afghan allies. That's the link that I sent evacuate. you. That's that's the yeah. link that I sent you earlier. Yeah. So he's going to promise retribution for them doing what they basically knew they were going to do. Yeah. It's 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 not a hard question to answer, or maybe it's not a hard question to ask, or maybe yeah. it's the hardest question of all. Last week, you and I did an hour-long episode talking about Afghanistan. 20 years, $2 trillion later, what was it all for? We literally spent hundreds of millions of dollars in Afghanistan alone. Hundreds of millions of dollars. A lot of that money could have gone to other things here in the United States. And you, we had... I think that we had probably the closest we've ever had to a heated discussion on this podcast. What was it all for? Right. I think that one of the things that we sort of skipped over, and I think that we were waiting to talk about this today, mm-hmm. is talking about Joe Biden. 
I think it was it was at least a year ago. We were talking about how Joe Biden is suffering from cognitive de- decline, if not out and out dementia. Right. And I know that dementia is um, a term of art in the mental health care community, and I might be misusing it. Yeah. Okay. The ten thousand dollar question is: Is there something wrong with the president, and should this be a major concern of ours? Now, I've seen more than enough press conferences where if he's reading from a prepared statement, and obviously he's, he, he's been prepared to take questions, mm-hmm. he does a pretty good job. You think so? Tell me, if I'm, tell me if I'm wrong. When he goes off script, he's incoherent. See, I... <sighs> tell me if I'm wrong. I, I, I do disagree with you on that. I think even with prepared statements, he is prone to going off script and losing his place in the statement. Now, some of that just happens. You know, it doesn't matter how right. old you are. You know, you can be as well rehearsed, well prepared as possible. Anyone who's done any acting in theater knows that occasionally people screw up no matter how well prepared you they are. You will go off script. And he Exactly. It's when he goes off script or he takes questions from the press pool, if he takes questions from the press pool. Right, because that's been happening less and less. It's been happening less and less. And a couple of stories that we've linked to, one in particular, when somebody asked him a specific question, somebody at the White House, who's the the, uh, soundboard operator, mutes his mic or mutes all the other mics. I'm also going to be publishing links to other people's stories about how, the, on the one hand, the press has been running interference for Biden. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to be publishing links to stories about how the media is finally turning on Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay? So there's two things, yep. there's two things going on. And I think that one of the things that is going on, first and foremost, is that... The media, specifically CNN, has had enough of um, covering for him. I don't think that Joe Biden would have become the president if it wasn't for the press and if it wasn't the media working with the Biden camp to suppress the news about his cognitive decline. Well, I agree with you that I don't think he would have been president without the press being helping them out, being complicit. I don't think they knew how, I don't think they understood the mental state that he was in. I don't think they were aware of his cognitive decline. And I could be just giving them the benefit of the doubt. That's certainly possible. But I just don't, I don't think that is the case. I think they thought he was coherent. I think they honestly thought um, people were saying he wasn't because they were just mean-spirited, conservative a-holes, and they didn't see what was right in front of them because they didn't want to see it. It was willful blindness, I think. And now it's so far in their front of their faces that they can't ignore it. That's what I think. And I could be wrong. But, but I don't think you are. Yeah. I genuinely believe that the primary was rigged. Yeah. I don't think that you could make the argument that it wasn't. And and I'm not saying that there was this vast nationwide conspiracy to get Joe Biden into office. 
I think that there were many people who were willing to bend and break the rules to get Trump out of office. And for whatever reason, and I have no idea why they picked Joe Biden. I have no idea why they, whatever you, the big giant amorphous blob that we call the deep state or, or the um, military industrial complex, call whatever you call them, the, yeah. the deep state military industrial complex, the Illuminati, whatever, whatever, whatever you yeah. want to call them, the oligarchs, the plutocrats that actually run this country picked Joe Biden. Because the problem that I'm having, and I've had this for more than a year, I can't find anybody who will admit that they voted for Joe Biden in the primary. I can't find anybody who will say that they voted for Joe Biden in the primary. Well, again, as we said earlier, I think I think they, you know, the amorphous they, um, were more interested in not having certain people in than they never really thought about who they actually wanted in. You know, I don't think they there was any real plan behind it. They were like, oh, we can't have her. We can't have him. We can't have this other person for what they thought at the time were very valid reasons. And then they ended up with Joe Biden. And I think to some extent there was a collective shrugging of the shoulders like, well, at least we'll be able to control him easy. And then they find out that, well, he's not easily controlled because you have to, in order to have control over someone, they have to be with it enough to be controlled. And they're learning now that he's not. And it's no fault of Joe Biden's, by the way. If I'm in as good shape as he is when I'm his age, I'll be happy. I don't think I'm going to make it that long, but, you know, I'd be happy. He's in decent shape physically, emotionally, mentally, questionable. But I don't think there was any plan. I don't think Joe Biden was picked. I think Joe Biden was the only option left. I look at what they did to Tulsi Gabbard. I look yeah. at what the DNC did to Tulsi Gabbard. And to a lesser extent, Bernie Sanders. And I'm not a fan of Bernie Sanders. Never have been, right. never will. Even when I lived in Vermont and he was my senator or congressman or whatever the fuck he was in the, in, in the 1980s. I was never right. a fan of his. And I think right. I actually went and I listened to him talk. And he and even as an... Um, a, a teenager, I thought a lot of his ideas were pie in the sky. Right. I thought that it's like his his solutions to every problem is other people's money, and that means the working class. Because even though he'll talk a good game about taxing the rich and making the rich pay their fair share, there's really no evidence whatsoever that he can he will actually go after the rich. Like let's say Jeff Bezos and Jeffrey Katzenberg. Right. And 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 those people. I don't think that I don't think that he has the testicular fortitude to go after the super rich. I don't. I just don't. So then it falls on the middle class who are already paying more than their fair share in taxes. Right. To do the right thing. Okay? Now, mm -hmm. looking at what they did to Tulsi Gabbard and even going back as far as when there was this <laughs> company called i think it was called anachronism and they had this this app this shadow app i'm not sure if the company was named shadow or if the company was named acronym and or the other way around right so many people were crying foul and said oh pete Buttigieg stole the iowa caucus through this app that he and his company helped fund right i think pretty much that was the end 
of my belief that this is going to be a fair general election. What they did, I remember you and I actually discussing that at the time. Yeah, we actually we and did. I we did. Thinking we, that you were crazy. <laughs> I, and, you know, however, <laughs> however, and looking at what they did to suppress Tulsi Gabbard, yep. I am convinced, and it would be hard to convince me otherwise, Roger, that the DNC did not rig the primary. And when it came to the general election, I think that small municipalities who lean mostly Democrat did whatever they could to stuff the ballot boxes for Joe Biden. I don't think that there was a nationwide conspiracy theory or conspiracy against Donald Trump. I think it was it was a large collection of individual groups that conspired against Donald Trump. I don't believe that Joe Biden earned more votes than any other president in yeah. any general election. I think that there was ballot box stuffing on election oh, day. I, I agree with you on that, on all of that. I now, agree with you on all of that. What I don't understand is why did they pick Joe Biden? Because Joe Biden, I, now here's the thing. Yeah. We've also done episodes about how Joe Biden is tainted. Yeah. He is a tainted, corrupted and corruptible elected official. Yep. We also have evidence that he's a plagiarist. He has plagiarized other people's speeches. I will say this again. Yep. I, I will I will say this again, and I will say this as often as possible. Joe Biden is not a nice man. Joe Biden is not a good man. I do not believe that he is looking out for your best interest. I don't think he gives a fuck about you. I don't think right. he gives a fuck about your kids. He doesn't care about your daughter's right to choose. He doesn't care about black people. As a matter of fact, he's probably one of the most racist people that we have had in the White House since Lyndon Johnson. And people are going to say, oh, but Lyndon Johnson and uh, um, his fights for civil rights. I'm going to argue, I'm, and I'm not going to get into this too much, from what I've heard about Lyndon Johnson behind the scenes, does not mesh or gel with the man who voted for and passed all of these civil rights bills. Okay. Now, isn't he the guy who said, I'll have those um, N-word voting Democrat for 100 years? He did. He's, that's, that's one of his most famous quotes. Um, right. And people will argue with me about whether or not LBJ was a racist. LBJ was not only a, ra a, a racist, but he's also a criminal. He was also corrupted. He yeah. was surrounded by a scandal. And he's also a murderer. He has, JFK. he has blood on his hands from the limo ride JFK took in Dallas in 1963. End of story. I'm convinced that he had a part in that. Obviously, mm -hmm. he didn't pull the trigger because he was a car behind. With that said, I'm looking at everything that's going on with Joe Biden. I see that when he's giving a prepared speech... He can hold it on to get he can hold it together for a while while he's giving a prepared speech. He can read the speech and he can, he can fluster and he can flounder, but he doesn't he does an okay job. Sometimes he does a terrific job. Sometimes he sometimes I'm convinced I'm fooled. I think shit, I'm wrong about this guy. When he was talking about why we withdrew from Afghanistan and how 20 years was enough. And he didn't want to send yet another generation to fight in Afghanistan. He also made the point that 
if they don't want to fight in the Civil War, then why should we? Do you smell Vietnam War? Yep. I smell Vietnam War. Yeah. Um, and let's not forget that while he was the vice president of the United States under Barack Obama, he talked a really good game. He was all he was all for the war in Afghanistan for obvious reasons. It was right after September 11th, 2001. Of course, we're going to go right. after the people who took down the, the, these buildings. Let's not forget that they were most of them were Wahhabists from Saudi Arabia. We're not going to. We are not going to evade and occupy. That's not important right now. That's not important right now. We're not going to go after the Wahhabists in Saudi Arabia because, well, where do you think we get our cheap oil? Right. We don't. Although wanna... it was interesting that one of the first things he did was eliminate our independence from OPEC when he became president. But anyway, continue. Anyway. He has made some decisions and he has made some statements. And he has this expression on his face like, who am I? How did I get here? <laughs> when are they serving ice cream? Right. He made he in a prepared statement, he makes some valid points. When he goes off script, shit hits the fan. Right. And he's. He strikes me as someone, looking back on his history in politics, he strikes me as someone who thinks he's a great orator off the cuff. He thinks he's someone who doesn't really need prepared speeches because he can wow him with his dazzling wit. That's the impression I have of him that he seems to have of himself. And unfortunately, I don't think that's a correct opinion to have. I mean, I'm... I'm a decent talker. I, I'm a decent orator. I can come up with speeches off the cuff, but they're not going to convince anybody of anything other than I probably need to prepare my speeches. You know what I mean? I think he's overestimating his his ability and has throughout his entire career. But that's just me, and I'm not a fan. When I say I wasn't always a fan of Joe Biden's, I have to say when he was a regular guest with Don Imus. He was brash and he was bold and he was obnoxious. And he's, he had his mental faculties about him. Didn't always agree with what he said. A lot of times he did make sense as a conservative. I'm not sure what else to say about that. I think that something has happened to him. And obviously, cognitive decline, dementia, right. whatever you want to call it. To such an he's extent, he's not who he used to be. He's not who he used to be. He he isn't who he's. Even the, even in ten years, you have seen his decline. Right. I'm looking at these pictures and I'm looking at these links, and I'm I, I'm looking at this this one link to the audio, and I'm I'm wondering if I should or if I could plug it in. Um later about. Joe Biden snapping at a reporter during a Kabul press conference. And, yeah, I saw that article. I didn't read it, though. And Joe Biden contradicting what other people have been saying in the Pentagon and other officials right. in the White House. He's not on the same page as everybody else within his own cabinet and the rest of Washington. Which is an issue. It's a serious issue. Yeah. People are actually contradicting the president. Well, yeah, and that... You wonder why that is. I mean, it'd be e it's easy to say, oh, because he's not altogether there mentally. So his mind changes, blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is there are p 
people around the president whose job it is to make the president not look incompetent. So the fact that we're aware of his cognitive decline is telling in and of itself. No one has more handlers than the president of the United States, which is why Trump was such an aberration, because he told his handlers to go pound sand, right? Which is why we knew how much of an asshole Trump was and is. So just the fact that there is that, I want to say cognitive dissonance within the administration is telling that either people are like, fuck it, or they're just not able to keep him under wraps like they should. You know, Am I making sense? Do you know what I mean? No, I think that you're making perfect sense. Okay. I do think that you're making absolutely, totally perfect sense. And this just came across <laughs> my desk as I'm talking to you about this. I'm going to read this headline. I'm going to read it exactly the way it is. Okay. And I want to get your reaction from this. Haley Blackburn, other Republicans call for Biden's resignation or impeachment after attack on Kabul airport. Senator Marsha Blackburn called for Biden to resign along with Kamala Harris. A long list of GOP politicians are calling for President Biden to either be impeached or resign from office after the deadly attacks near uh, the international airport in Afghanistan. Nikki Haley, former ambassador to the United Nations, called for Biden's resignation but expressed concern about leaving Vice President Harris in charge. Should Biden step down and be removed... For his handling of Afghanistan, yes, she tweeted. But that would leave us with Kamala Harris, which would be ten times worse, God help us. This article goes on to explain why, yes, of course we should force Biden to resign or be impeached. But what about Kamala Harris? Now, I don't like Kamala Harris. I I. I dislike her a lot. I'm not saying that she has I di- all the worst qualities of Trump. She has, She really does. She really she is. I mean, she is Donald Trump in a skirt. Yep. Okay? She is obnoxious. Yeah. It's this you- is this is this is <laughs> this is this is not good. Every single day since we released that episode, the fall of Kabul. Mm-hmm. There's been more news coming out about the Biden administration. There's been yeah. more news or rumors of news about their talks behind Biden's back about implementing, uh, is it the 24th or the 25th Amendment? Yeah, I forget. Forcing him to resign. If everybody in the cabinet signs off. If, yeah, if they basically give him a vote of no confidence to borrow a phrase from popular culture, then yeah, he, he'll have to step down. Now, here's the thing, right? I agree with what Nikki Healy said. Right. That Kamala Harris would be worse than Joe Biden. That being said, you cannot impeach her because you don't like her. We can sure as hell try. Well, yeah. Look how well that worked the last two times when we impeached Bill Clinton and when they impeached Donald Trump. Right. Neither one of those were resounding successes. It just looked like a bunch of petulant children holding their breath and pointing fingers and crying in both cases. But he lied to us. But he's he's an asshole, mean orange man, is what those came across as, respectively. I don't think there was a reason to 
really I don't think there really was a reason in retrospect to impeach Bill Clinton. There really wasn't. He slept around on his wife. That's no business of the American people. It means he's a slimy little git, absolutely. But if he's the git that people voted in office, then he's the git that holds the office. Simple as that, right? There were certainly enough allegations during his election run that was should have come as no surprise to anybody that he's a philanderer, right? And Donald Trump getting impeached for what? I'm not entirely sure. Well, what I can, he was well, I can tell you why. I can tell you why Donald Trump was impeached. Was it the first time or the second time? He was impeached because he suggested to the president of the Ukraine or Ukraine to look into what's going on with Hunter Biden and the money that he was making through Burisma. That's how I understand it. Right. But is that the actual reason that was given? I believe it was. He was trying to interfere in the election by calling for an, in an investigation into a political rival. Right, because, you know, heaven knows no president has ever done that before. Like, you know, let's just say weaponizing the IRS against their political domestic opponents. And let's go back even further to an episode that we recorded about um, Operation Mockingbird and COINTELPRO right. and yep. Operation Chaos, which where the FBI and the CIA was weaponized against people here in the United States, citizens of the United States, that right. uh, people like um, Lyndon Johnson and Richard Nixon didn't like. Right. Look at how the FBI was weaponized against, of all people, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and of, and of all people, the Kennedy brothers. Right. So, but the thing is, is that Donald Trump had said that we should look into corruption, the corruption um, of Joe Biden and how Joe Biden may have been, his son may have been selling access to his father to foreign nationals. That's something we should look into. And it should be looked into. I, I also think that we should have looked further into um, Trump's kids doing the same thing when their father was in office. I'm an equal opportunity Absolutely. annoyer. Absolutely. There's no way. There's no way that Don Jr. and Eric Trump should get a pass for doing what we're accusing Hunter Biden of doing. Completely agree. I also think that maybe Chelsea Clinton and the Clinton Foundation <laughs> should also be investigated into... Wait, 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 wait. The Clinton Foundation, what's that? Oh, you know what that is. Oh, you forgot. Oh, is that the is that the is that the organization that the Clintons used to have that was uh, not actually about anything other than them finding a way to make money off of their name? And now that the she lost the election, they no longer have it. Right. That... Well, no, no. It, the, the Clintons Foundation is still there. It's just that nobody's do donating money to it anymore. Jay, come on. Right. Because you know it wasn't about pay for play. Get it. Get it together, Jay. Sorry. Sorry. All right. So with all of that said. Okay, there are now calls for Biden to be impeached or forced to resign, which reminds me of a conversation that I had with you on this very same podcast discussing what would happen or what will happen now that you have weaponized the impeachment process and you did it not just once but twice to Donald Trump. 
Right. And I had said that whoever follows Donald Trump is going to face the same scrutiny. Of course. Because now, now that you've made it easy for you to find any and all excuse to impeach a president you don't like, now we might see impeachments every single administration. Every time we have a new president, I'm going to say that within six months there's going to be calls for impeachment. From here on out, I, I, don't, I don't care who gets elected. That, and that that seems like a logical conclusion to draw from what we've seen so far. Whether you agree with it or not is irrelevant. It does seem like that is a probable outcome. We're recording this on Friday, August 27th, 2021. I have no idea what's going to happen between now and the time th- we release this to the public. Because we have right. another another bunch of episodes in the can that we haven't released yet. I, I, mm-hmm. I might actually supersede all the other ones and release this one almost immediately. Right. Okay? Yeah. The, the problem is, is twofold. And if I'm missing some points, let me know. Okay. No matter who was in office, Republicans were going to call for this person to be impeached the first time his foot slipped on something major like this. No matter, right. no matter who. Right. No, no matter who. Tulsi Gabbard could have won the election, could be president right now, could be the first woman of color who actually had combat experience, would be called to be impeached the first time she screwed up badly from the White House. No matter who. Correct. If Kamala Harris becomes the next president of the United States. Within six months, I'm going to venture there will be calls for her to be impeached or resign. Whoever, oh, whoever comes after, whoever comes after the president after next, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat. So the thing is, is that if everybody is impeached, then nobody is impeached. Sort of like if everybody is special, then nobody is special. <laughs> okay, right. not everybody can be above average. Garrison Keillor. So the thing is, the threat of impeachment has now been watered down, I think. Oh, yeah. And and let's be honest. Kamala Harris was the first candidate in her party to drop out of the race for a very valid reason. She was extremely unlikable. So, like I said before, just because you don't like the president doesn't mean you should be able to impeach him. However, since that now seems to be the way the parties have agreed that they're going to do things going out. And you can you can lay the blame equally on both parties for this, right? The Republicans probably started it with Clinton, and now the Democrats have really kind of formalized the weaponization of impeachment, Yeah, right? That doesn't mean they should be able to impeach Joe Biden. Do I think there's a valid reason to question his mental faculties to possibly remove him from office due to mental incompetence there's a need, at least enough evidence to suggest we should look into that or it should be looked into do i think that i want kamala harris to be president of the united states unequivocally no i do not want her to be president of the united states she is a train wreck she is Donald Trump in a power suit or skirt or whatever the hell she wears. I think I said that um, she's Donald Trump in a skirt, but you you go Donald ahead. Donald Trump in a skirt, right. right? And and you're absolutely right. 
and she is i mean watching her at the vice presidential debate her condescension towards the, towards pence who is not a likable guy either she made me cheer for pence and i didn't even like pence and that's 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 a difficult sell that's hard to sell that's a hard right. sell right there it is i i didn't like pence but he made she made him look likable by comparison, because yeah. she was just such a condescending wench. You know, and I understand that there's an ego that goes along with being in politics. I get all of that. But she's another level entirely, right? Yeah, deeply unlikable. That being said, if they do get rid of Joe Biden due to mental incompetence and Kamala Harris does become the new president of the United States, I don't think she should be impeached just because she is an unlikable person. That is not an impeachable offense. It should not be an impeachable offense. But I think you're absolutely right. Chances are, if they are successful in their efforts to remove Biden for mental incompetence, she's next on the chopping block. And I don't think that's right. I think it's the wrong move for the country to go in. I don't think we should be in the habit of impeaching our presidents just because the party that didn't win is throwing a hissy fit. Are you and I making the case that Joe Biden should be impeached? I do not think impeachment is the right process that should be followed in his case. If he is suffering a mental decline and needs to be removed from office, it should not be through impeachment. It should be through the constitutional amendment that exists, and I'm forgetting the number of it, that provides for such an eventuality or possibility. Right. There is a process in place to remove a president who has lost their marbles. There's a way to do that. And that's the process that should be followed if we're going to remove Biden from office for that reason. And I think that we just found the title of this episode, Joe Biden and the 25th Amendment. And I just looked this up really quickly. What is the 25th Amendment in simple terms? The 25th Amendment to the United States Constitution says that if the president becomes unable to do his job, the vice president should become the president or the acting president. Yeah. And honestly, if Biden gets removed from office, that is the process that should be followed for removing him from office. It should not be impeachment. We should not approach impeachment as lightly as I think we're starting to. Like you said, we're pretty much guaranteed that Whoever loses is going to impeach the winner. Yeah. The party. So what the, happens when so what happens when a president 20, 30 years down the road gets literally caught red handed doing something absolutely vile. Right. Say, for example, a president gets caught red handed murdering somebody. Right. All over the news, all over the media, the sitting president is a murderer. What are you going to do to them? You're going to impeach him? Oh, well, sure. Why not? Let's impeach him. It's another day that ends in why. And are they going to be able to get out of it by claiming executive authority? Yeah. Or executive privilege? I was just defending myself. He was going to kill me. And on top of everything else, I'm looking at this. And I, I can't help but laugh a little bit here at, at the irony. Fox okay. News has a interview with Newt Gingrich on the Ingraham, or the Ingram angle. Biden's Afghanistan disaster shows he is incompetent. It's an astonishing outcome. 
I'm going to make this argument here that perhaps maybe Bill Clinton should have been impeached, but for other high crimes and misdemeanors, not having an affair in the White House and and not for um, uh, what happened with Paula Jones, um, whatever it was, witness tampering. um, Right. Well, that's just it. If you have the evidence, absolutely, they should be impeached. If you don't have the evidence, you should shut the fuck up. I believe that there are other shady things that Clinton was doing when he was in the White House that was far worse than whatever happened between him and Monica Lewinsky and the lawsuit filed against him by Paula Jones. Okay? Yeah, very likely. I I, I think that that was low-hanging fruit that wasn't worth the effort. Okay? Yeah. Newt Gingrich was on a jihad to get Clinton impeached by any means necessary on any charges. Right. When Newt Gingrich was wrong to do that. When Newt, when Newt Gingrich first captured the American imagination with his contract with America, I thought it was brilliant. And when he was on C-SPAN, I had to watch and listen to what he said mm-hmm. because I thought he's controversial, he's arrogant, but he also makes a couple of like really good points. Right. Okay. I think his power got to his head. And I think that we're looking at impeachment as this devil may care, kind of like, ah, we're going to impeach this president too. Kind of like, and you know, there's Oprah Winfrey as the speaker of the house saying, and an impeachment for you and an impeachment for you (laughs) and an impeachment for you. Everybody gets an impeachment. Yay. I think that new Gingrich. Huh? And the crowd goes wild. And the crowd goes wild. Everybody gets an impeachment. Um, I think that, in part, a lot of this lays at Newt Gingrich's feet because the way that impeachment was weaponized when he was Speaker of the House. Yeah. And he had to resign because he he admitted that he had an affair. And then the guy after him, who was a Speaker of the House for only a a couple of minutes, he had to resign because he also had an affair. Um uh, you know, all, with all these people in Washington, I, I, I'm surprised if they don't have an affair. <laughs> you know, um, I do think that that Joe Biden is incompetent. I think that Joe yeah. Con- I think Joe Biden was incompetent from the very beginning. I, re- I remember you and I were recording an episode of this podcast and there was breaking news. He just announced that he was going to he was he announced that he was going to be president they had the, they had his announcement and he looked right in the camera and he had a very convincing argument and i said to you he just won the election if he can maintain this level of energy and intelligence he just won the election what i did i remember telling you you were fucking high because of his you know creepy uncle joe little did i know you were right yeah i wish i had that clip of, of walt schnabel saying eric's right eric's always right <laughs> i wish i had that to to, to play that right now I'm going to make, uh, but here's here's a prediction. I'm going to be very surprised if Joe Biden is still in office by Christmas. You think that that soon? I mean, that's four months away. I will be I will be surprised if he's still in office in four year uh, four months from now. Well, we did say that we were we would be surprised if his presidency lasted more than a year. Yeah. So. I'm sitting, mean, yeah, yeah. No, Jay, I'm actually sitting here and I'm clicking refresh, 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 wondering if whether or not he's resigned since we started recording, recording this episode. Yeah. Well, I'm on CNN 
and that, you got to love the the stuff. You you got to love the the headlines on CNN, right? One of the headlines that Biden promises retribution is the main headline, right? right? And then breaking news: the Fed is about to wind down its emergency ec- economic stimulus. Then the Supreme Court throws out Biden administration a victim moratorium. Kamala Harris heading back to Washington after canceling rally with Gavin Newsom. Analysis, the utter ridiculousness of calls for Joe Biden to resign. Then prosecutors will not oppose parole for convicted RFK assassin Sirhan Sirhan. I have congressman. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Congressman responds to critics of his secret trip to Afghanistan. Capitol Police officer who killed pro-Trump rioter Ashley Babbitt on January 6th speaks out. Angry parents chased down governor after school meeting. Renewed fears of political violence grip Capitol Hill ahead of right-wing rally. Texas dad strips to support mass at school board meeting. I mean, some of this is absolutely fucking actually kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's, here's a classic for you. Those calling to impeach Biden as wrong as they were with Trump. This is by Alan Dershowitz, opinion contributor on the Hill. Uh, what what was her name? The the one that said that that uh, Epstein told her she had to sleep with Dershowitz. Uh, um, I cannot remember her see, name. I want to say Valerie something or it's 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 in the book that we're going to talk about in the next episode, I believe. Yeah. Um, by Julie yeah. K. Brown. Um, I honestly believe Jay. Yeah. I honestly believe in my heart of hearts, something is going to happen and Joe Biden is not going to be president by Christmas. It's just this feeling that I have in my gut. Because some of the other news stories that I'm going to link to are other people's news stories about how the media is now turning against Joe Biden. Well, yeah, and then we'll have Kamala Harris and certain political well i don't want to say activists but certain people of a certain political bend will be rejoicing that we finally have a woman of color a, a female president and a woman of color at that america's finally turned the edge but we're still racist <laughs> i i don't disagree with you i yeah. don't i don't i think that there might be a honeymoon period for kamala harris you can't say anything critical of her and not be called not be called a racist for a couple a couple of months. But, well, I would say it lasted for Obama. It lasted eight years. So why couldn't it last for seven for her? I Any don't know. criticisms of the Barack Obama administration were met with. You're just racist. What I think is also really funny. We were only going to record for half an hour on this topic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shit. I got to go to work. <laughs> I I will say that I will be very surprised if I see Joe Biden giving a Christmas address from Camp David or the White House or wherever on Christmas. I will be very surprised if he's still president by Christmas. Well, I'll be surprised if he gives a State of the Union next year. I don't know that they'll be able to get it done by Christmas. And whatever that is that they end up doing, I'd be surprised if they can get it together by Christmas. Are you saying he'll be out by the State of the Union address? Yeah. I don't think they can get it done by Christmas, but it would surprise me if he gave the State of the Union. Of course, if they're finding him mentally incompetent, they may give him the State of the Union as sort of a last hurrah sort of a thing, and then they'll quietly escort him off stage and into history at that point. 
this might, the optics are going to be better for them. This is this is probably going to sound a little macabre. Mm-hmm. This is probably going to sound a little grotesque and a little mean-spirited. But this is my podcast, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I am willing to bet you a bottle of Kraken rum. He'll be out by Christmas. If he makes it to the State of the Union, I'll buy you a bottle of Kraken rum. If he's, All right, you're on. All right. You are definitely on. I'll, um, what if you were to suddenly pass away? Then we both buy each other a bottle of crack and rum. <laughs> now that's a policy I can get behind. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, Chronicle at google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at Zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on.